Ecclesiastes. We sing. Give it up for our visitors. Come on. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Double water I receive. Amen. So, guys, here we're in a series here at Elevate. And I like to do series every month. Just talk about different things, you know, that, that I feel that we should talk about. And, and the Lord put on my heart, you know, to talk about love. And we went into love and we talked about relationships. Before we get into that, crazy love. That's the title of our sermon series. And I'm thinking, well, how should we end crazy love? Like, how should we finish it off like the cherry on top? Like, you know, you have a Sunday. Everything's perfect. The whipped cream is spirally. It's all good. You know, the sprinkles, you know, have the, oh, my gosh, cherry on Perfect. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, everything was going good. You know, we had the Sunday, you had the pineapple, you had the strawberry, dating like a Christian. We're going to go over that. How should we finish this thing off? And the Lord, you know, there, some things happened this week, and I found myself I'm like, man, I need to spend time with God. You know, there's always times in life where you just pray and you talk to God, and it's like, God, I just, this is what I do. I pray and talk to God. But then other times, we're just like forced into the prayer closet, if you know what I mean. And all my SUMers said, Amen. Amen. Let me tell you, there's going to be things in life where there's going to be ups and downs. And when you hit those downs, and not necessarily like you fell, like you're backslidden, you're sinning, and you hate God. And I'm not talking about that. It's just in life, there are disappointments that come along. Okay? And so there were some things that happened. I was just like, man, I needed to get to a place where I just needed to be with God. And so I just I had to get to, to closer to God and just praying like, God, what do I do? What do I do? And thinking of the songs we should sing. And God put on my heart, he said, man, just get into me. You see what you're doing right now, like God pointed me out? You see this? Show him this. Teach him this. To be intimate with God. You see, no one can force that. No one can, can put that on you. Intimacy with the Lord comes when a person has a willing heart to say, God, I just want to be with you, and I want you to be with me. Speak to my heart. There's that open relationship with of intimacy. You know, we look at it today. We have person who are our closest friends. We know we have people that are like family, closest friends. And there are people that are associates. And there are people that we just know that are just friends on Facebook. We never met them, but we got them anyways. Okay? How many of you guys have friends like that? You don't even know them, but you just added them anyways. Like this person lives in a different state. <laughs> I never met you, but okay, I guess I'll be your friend. Okay? I'll tell you what, there's three layers, right? The three circles of friends. The person that know you the best or the people that know you the best are the ones that hang out with you the most, are the ones that you spend time with, the ones you talk with the most. And then after that, you have your associates that really, you see them in school, they're your friends, but you're not like buddy-buddy with them. Like on any day, you're like, oh, okay, he's cool, you know? And it's not saying that they're any less of a person, that they're a bad person. It's just that you're not as close as, as you are with such and such. That's just your boy. You spend more time with him. You're just around him more. And you're cool. Like, we're in school. Like, we had the same class together. We're cool here. But, like, outside, like, if I see you, like, oh, hey, how you doing? Okay, cool. And there are those you just don't even know. Be like, uh, <laughs> we're friends on Facebook. I've never met you. How you doing? I'm Adam. Nice to finally meet you. I know this weird, like, online dating, stalking stuff. Anyways, intimacy. That first relationship, that first circle. You have intimacy. I'm not saying nasty stuff is going down between you and your friend. What I'm saying is this. The person knows you. Right? That's, that's, right now we can think of somebody, just think of somebody right now that knows you. 
All right, like someone that, man, you know what? Like, I, I can't find the words to explain it. If that person was there, so-and-so was saying this. Oh, I get This just to know you. How many of you guys got people in your life like that by a show of hands? The people that just, they know me. They know how to get things and they know how things work. See, I, I work a lot with the leaders here. And, for example, Dolfo knows me. Like, if something's not done right, Dolfo will come and get it. I know Adolfo. Same thing. Liz has spent time. She knows, she knows how things are run, you know? And for that example, taking this in our relationship with God, here's the thing. Intimacy with God is, is, is time spent with God. You can't be intimate with God if there's no time being spent. I'm sorry to say that just by reading your Bible more and more and more and just, and just feeling like you just go to church more and more and more is not going to cut it. You see, if, if that was the case, there would be some super sins because there's a lot of people that we're going to meet in Mardi Gras, one of the biggest parties. Like people go there deliberately to sin, but they go to church and they read their Bible. If that was the case, intimacy in a relationship, then all those people would be saved. But the sad truth is this. You can't buy your way into intimacy. Intimacy is something that you have to give into. Intimacy is something that you spend your time. You deliberately are intimate with somebody. And when it comes to the Lord, intimacy with God, this doesn't happen just because you come to church. You show up on a Friday. We always start off, elevate with worship. And we have a time of worship. If you guys understand what what goes on that's that time for you you guys come in from school and so and so and so got in a fight you might be thinking about what you're going to do next week because you have some plans you all these different things but when you come specifically for god you have three hours give or take just to spend and say god i want to acknowledge you in my life and god there's some things i just wanted to speak to you and god speak to me and worship is one way one just one of the many ways we dive into just head just meeting with God and I'll tell you what so many times you're not going to feel like worshiping God for I speak from experience worshiping God is something that you have to choose to sometimes you're not going to feel like it I'm going to tell my flesh to because I'm tired no I'm, I'm going to worship God and as you press in through that initial feeling of you not even feeling it of you maybe thinking it's weird or you getting out of your comfort zone the Holy Spirit's coming like that person wants it that person's investing somebody. That person is wanting to spend time. And the Holy Spirit comes, and I promise you, like, there have been times where I'm just, like, I don't even feel like I'm tired, and I'm pressing in, and pfft, I don't even know how I landed on my face, but I'm on my face crying before God, and, like, how are their tears coming down? It's just, it's, 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 it's a Holy Spirit thing. And we, we can't teach it. We can't do it every week, and we, we try to slow it down for a bit so you guys can understand what's going on, so you guys can... Get, get the feel of worship. But next week, and as we continue to worship God, guys, just automatically go into it. Like right now, I'm just going to worship God. I'm not going to worry about my friends. Why we close my eyes? Because so-and-so distracts me because I've been texting with them the whole entire time. I'm going to step away and say, God, speak to my mind. God, I'm going to worship you. And get to that place, young people. Amen. The best place you could ever be. So today we're going to do a review and guess what? We're talking about intimacy. We're going to keep on going, and then we're doing things a little bit differently. We're keeping you on your toes. At the end, we're going to break and have small groups. But right now, let's get right into the message. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull them out. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so, I apologize. We can't keep on going back. I may be. 
There's a review, really quick. There's a review I'm doing at the last couple of slides. Start off with, with um, crazy love, that picture. And it goes into the love of the Father, the love of Jesus. Just some technical difficulties that we have. Praise the Lord. If God is good, just say amen. Amen. We're getting it. We're getting it. That's still okay. We need more time. Um, God is good. Okay, just keep on going, guys. Let's review. We got it? The love of the Father. Perfect. Thank you. Amen. Awkward. Can we do an awkward? Can we do the awkward turtle in this? Just go ahead and just give me the awkward turtle. That was just, whatever this is right here, like an awkward tortoise. All right, we're just going to keep on going with it. Praise the Lord for awkward moments. The love of the Father. Crazy love, guys. We want you to, we, we want you guys to get this in your hearts. So open up your minds, open up your ears to receive it. Okay, just say, take a time right now before we move in. Just guys, close your eyes, all right, and say, God, I want you guys to repeat after me. Say, God. Open up my mind. God, open up my ears. God, open up my eyes to see what you are doing in this place. Amen. You guys can open up your eyes. The love of the Father, crazy love. How many of you guys know that the Bible talks about God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, the triune God, all one God? And it describes, the Bible gives God this, this attribute. It's just crazy because you guys will get this and some of you guys will, it will hit right to home for others. It will be like, oh, whatever. But I'm telling you, it should be the, I get this. The love of the Father. God portrays himself in our life as a father. As a father. Now I'm speaking to a lot of, a lot of people in this place that come from broken homes. I'm speaking to people in this place right now that never knew their father. I'm speaking to people in this place that when they think about their relationship and their father, there's some, there's some, mm, there's a little bit of pain described. And the Bible goes out to say God describes himself as the father. He gives himself that quality, that, that nature, that characteristic. He's your father. Best father to have, in my opinion. But here's the thing. Just a review. We're not going to stay here too long. Don't give what you know as a father just by your experience of what you had as a father or what you did not have as a father. And don't relate that to God. Because God, the father, he's totally different than what people have told you or what your father is like. My father loves God, but my God, my father in heaven is nothing like my father here on earth. There are times when my father here on earth has, there have been disappointments there have been things, miscommunication, arguments, fights. And sometimes we think when we get to God, it's just like, oh, I'm, just, I'm always fighting. I'm just trying to please him. I've always got to do these things. I'm afraid of him because, you know, I'm not sure if he's happy with what I'm doing. The love of the Father. The Bible talks about that. It's, it's like that, that genuine, how God always meant it to be, father relationship with his son or daughter. Like, come here. Let me spend time with you. And you know, the kid is so innocent and just... You know, they're young. They don't even know anything. Maybe you take about a three-year-old or a four-year-old and just pick them up, and they're playing around in dad's arms and just having a fun. You're not even thinking about the cares of this world. You're not even thinking about the, the things you might have been dealing with, your problems in life. When you're with dad in his arms in that intimate time, it's just you and God and just, it's just me and my father. It brings a freedom. It brings a comfort. Get that. 
In your prayer time, when you go back, he's your father. Do you feel comfort? Do you feel that peace? Or is there something in you that just, I don't, I don't feel right about this? Understand what the Bible says, young people. He's your father and he loves you and he wants you to spend time with him. Intimacy. Love in action. Jesus. That love was displayed for us for all to see. This is how we know what love is. Christ died for us. Love in action. He just didn't describe it with words because so many times we all like to describe our love, our feelings with words. And that's a great cop-out for people if you just tell them, oh, yeah, you're my friend, this and this and that. Or you know how we just use words so lightly? God loved us so much that he came down, took on, the, took on man, became human, and died on the cross the most wicked way to die to show us that he loved us. If you ask me, someone who's willing to go to the point of death and to die, we're trying to prove a point. Man, something was different about this, but if he was willing to die for this, because he loved you. Because he loved you. Understand that you by yourself in your own state of being, you can't be any, anywhere near God because sin back in, the, back in the garden, Adam and Eve, separated us. And so that connection, we had that direct connect. We were talking today. I was witnessing some people. We were saying, man, you had that direct connect. Back in the beginning, how God made everything perfect with no blemish, no sin, you had that direct connect with God. And see, when that was broken apart, when sin came into the world, that connect was gone. So now you're left with this empty space in life. And you're not, for some of us, we don't even understand. Like, what? I just don't feel right. Like, I'm just, and you'll go out and you'll try different things. You'll experiment. You'll hang out with different people. You'll try to be so-and-so. You'll try to change your life's purpose. You'll say, I want to do this. No, I want to do this. No, I want to be this. No, I don't feel like doing that anymore. And we wonder why so people are so unsteady. Why are these people with so many problems in lives? And let me tell you what, reason why is because you're trying to fill that gap in life. That only God could feel the only, the whole, and the, the shape was only meant to fit God. You're trying to fill it with the cares of this world. You're trying to fill it up with things that never, ever should ever take the place of God. For example, crazy love. We started talking about relationships, and some of us have started filling that gap with a person. And I'm not talking about Jesus, an actual person like a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Let me tell you what, you ever put someone else in the place of God, you are setting yourself for a mistake. And not even Christian counselors, they'll tell you, God comes first before your wife. God comes first before your husband. That is so serious. You think that when we come saved, oh, I can put my, no, God's still first. I'm sorry, sweetie, wherever you're at in Jesus' name, she's going to come. But let me tell you what, God comes first because I can't possibly love her. If I don't love God right. Women, you can't possibly love the one that God has called you to if you can't love God right. So we understand you will mess yourself up by putting or trying to put things in your heart that only was meant for God. Amen. Love and actions. We saw that. Let's keep on going. Jesus and the disciples. I love this because it just shows you that the people around Jesus Christ. I mean, he was he was someone that you wanted to be around. And today people are shy around, I don't want to go to church. And we have that attitude. And this is the thing, like it kind of gets me a little upset that, oh, I don't have to go to church. And look, we don't come here. You don't come here for me. You don't come here for leaders. You come here for Jesus Christ. And, and I get the picture of the Bible when, when people around Jesus, they wanted to be around Jesus. No one forced them. No one bribed them. No one begged them. No one prodded them. Come to God. Come to, come to church today. Matthew 28, 9, and this is when Jesus appeared to his disciples after dying. And these disciples thought he was dead. You know, they were downcast. 
and they realized Jesus was with them. And they, they, Matthew 28, 9 says this. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. You understand? That the people around Jesus' time, they love to be around Jesus. They were running at his feet. And some of us, it's hard to, to pray. I don't think it's Jesus' fault. Jesus' Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amen. So what's changed? Certainly not God. Certainly not the Word. But how about God's position in our life? I'm speaking to people who have been saved for years. I'm speaking to someone who's not saved. I'm speaking to someone who's been saved for a couple months. Only reason why you're not close with God is because your view and where God is in your life and your priorities, your list of things to do and to accomplish, God fell from number one to number two or to number ten. And that's why you feel like a disconnect. And that's why you don't feel the same way the disciples feel. They came to his feet and worshipped him. Put God number one. Place him back number one in your life. How do I do that? If you have things before him, for example... If you know that coming to a youth group is the place where we worship God, where we get closer to God, a place where they're going to keep you accountable, where we talk about God, be here. Oh, no, I can't. i got to hang out with friends. You're putting friends before God. It seems like Jesus is number two and friends number one. So open up your eyes just a little bit. They love to be around Jesus. Even the little children love to be around. Old, young, in between, middle-aged, little children love to be around Jesus. If you can get a sense of his character and just, if Jesus walked through the room, I mean, he had that about him, like, oh my gosh, I want to be with that person. And you would feel the love. You would feel, man, that's God and Jesus. And, and in these times when I'm worshiping, guys, I feel that same love that these people were feeling. That love is so real. God makes it so real through the Holy Spirit. Yes, God, Jesus Christ, went into the heaven. He ascended into heaven. And so it's not, oh my gosh, well, Jesus is not here, so I guess I can't have that love. No. Bible says to wait. He told the disciples to wait for the promised one. And people were saying, man, just wait, just wait. And the prophets and everybody were, were kind of jealous. Man, you get the Holy Spirit. God living inside of you. People, we have the special privilege of God living inside of our hearts. A direct connect you and God. Don't take that for granted. Fix that. If your heart's not right, get it fixed today. Intimacy with the Lord. Let's keep on going. Switching it up a bit. We talked about dating like a Christian. And crazy love, that's one thing that, you know, I, I understand. I was in high school, too, and that was one thing that I, I wanted to do, which is date, talk, talk to people. And so we couldn't let this time go, especially with Valentine's Day coming around. Everybody wanted to be someone's Valentine, you know. If you didn't, who, who was somebody's Valentine this, this year? Got a show of hands. Three people. Everybody else got rejected in this place. I got rejected too. I didn't have nobody. That's cool. That's all right. Dating like a Christian. We have to talk about it because, look, look, so serious. Don't even look around, but there's some people that weren't dating like a Christian, that are not, that don't know how to date like a Christian, that are shacking up, that are doing all the wrong things. We're not even shacking up, they're not even pursuing, not even going for, but their heart is in the wrong place. And so we're dealing with the heart. And every time we see a picture of a heart, what's the first emotion that comes to mind? Love. The first thing you see a heart, like love. If you give someone a box of chocolates in the shape like a heart, it's like, I love you and here are some chocolates. 
Amen. 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 That's simple. We just love. So dating like Christian, going in our series and talking about love, the search, looking for the type of person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And okay, if you're 12, if you're any age from 11 to mm, 25, <laughs> no, I'm joking, 11 to to, I don't even put a number to it. But t- tell me what, everybody, 11 year old saying, I found the one I want to marry. That just be for me. It just puts a smile on my face and let's come on, let's talk, let's have some counseling. If you need help, praise God. Okay? The search. The person God wants for you, he or she must be the best, so don't settle for anything less. As a Christian, we keep our mind holy, and as we pursue these things, because the Bible says that when God made Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone. You know the Bible says that? God saw, like, it's not good for man to be alone. So he created woman. Did I mess that up? Woman? He created one. Yes, you messed it up. Yes, the deep voice in the back. I wonder who it could be. Woman. He created woman to be with man. And so, guys, I'm not saying the church is saying you're going to be single for the rest of your life. Actually, the Catholic Church, in some places, they have all their priests be single. Celibate. They abstain for any of it. Okay? And that's kind of messed up because now the priests and fathers are getting out to the little kids, but we ain't going to even talk about that. The person God wants for you, he or she must be the best, so do not settle for anything less. In your mind, as you, as you want to pursue these, get that in your heart. Because you're not going to want to take the second best just to mess around with somebody. Amen? And so let's keep on going. God has chosen the man to find the woman. Oh, did I pass something? I did. Wow. Let's kinda, let's do that. Sorry, guys. This is really confusing right now. I would do my awkward tortoise. Go ahead. Awkward tortoise. Awkward tortoise. I, I do a, I do a tortoise because I try to do the fro- the, the toad, and it's like two hands on top of each other. It's like awkward tortoise. Whatever. Just go with it. Praise God. Awkward tortoise. That's what I'm doing. Number one. <laughs> Let's keep on going. God has chosen the man to find the woman. We're old-fashioned. But look, the Bible teaches and it shows us this is the way for success right here. Number two, God has a specific time when a person can date. And number three, God has specific rules for Christian dating. Okay, let's keep on going as we get to these things. We're going to find some guidelines. But before we get there, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 15 says this. The Bible says this, y'all. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? The Bible says that. And so now as you, as you, as you consider relationships and as you consider people that you want to spend, spend time with, okay, do not be yoked together with unbelievers, especially if you're considering that person to marry to spend the rest of your life with, if you believe one thing, and that person's totally opposite, none of this opposite to track. Like, I'm a Christian, he's a Buddhist, but we love each other. Like, we both have see eye to eye in different things. Like, we both like walks on the beach. It's like, don't do that. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. It just causes problems. And there's, like, stories of, of someone getting into a relationship with somebody, and they love each other. And the lady is a Christian, and the person's not. And, and there's no such thing as missionary dating, thinking that you can date somebody that's not a Christian and get them saved. I'm not hitting myself with this mic anymore. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to slap myself out, black guy. 
here's the thing. There's no such thing as missionary dating. Like, I'm going to go evangelizing to the mall. What are you going to do? I'm going to go find my wife. What? I'm going to go witness and, and tell someone about Jesus Christ if she's pretty. What? <laughs> Come on. Like, no, we're not doing that, guys. Here's the thing. We, we want to be with somebody that loves God. And there are some steps. There are some guidelines. The intro. As a matter of fact, we have a book in the back. Someone run up and grab it and just run up up here and grab the book. Someone really quickly, just really quickly, run up. Run up, run up, run up, run up, run up, run up. Day like a Christian, day like a Christian. I love his heart. Like, this is the first time visiting, and he just volunteered himself. Come on, run up in front, run to the front, run up front. No, no, it's for me, it's for me. <laughs> Praise God, thank you, man. What's your name? Ch- Chino? Tito, Tito, nice to meet Everybody give it up for Tito, man. I love his heart. Like, he, he totally, he just did it. Like, he was into it. Like, that's what's up, man. Just listen, just do it, just do it. All my leaders are like, what? He's over here looking for it. Where's that? Day like a Christian. <laughs> Chino. Day like a Christian, guys. We have this book. And I'm telling you, if you guys ever want to be in a relationship, that's everybody in this place, pick, a, pick up this book. Pick up a copy of it. It's like six bucks. But there are some lessons and some steps you can go through, and you can follow along and say, hey, I'm going to do this the right way. Because I speak for, for, from someone from experience. I messed up, and I was going to church. Okay, I messed up. I was going to church. So don't don't buy into that stuff where, oh, I'm going to church. I'll be safe. You want to guard yourself. Amen. Guard yourself, young people. Guard yourself. Amen. The intro in the book, it talks about the way to meet people, how to go about it. Right now, Oscar, do you ever want to meet somebody in your life? Yes. Praise God. He's honest. So if you want to meet somebody, this is the way to do it. The intro. Get the book. Buy it. Six bucks. (laughs) Praise God. God has chosen the man to find the woman. God has a specific time when a person can date, and God has specific rules for Christian dating. And we went through this every week. We talked about it. We broke it down in more specifics. But just for review, we'll keep on going on. Guidelines. Number one, be a Christian for at least a year. You're not falling in love with the person who just got saved at these altars last week. Okay, that's, that's a little bit immature and too fast. And here's the thing. The reason why we have this for immature people Really, it's all it is because in their mind, Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. And so what it is, baby Christians who come to God, but they want to get their life right, but their mind hasn't been transformed. They're still thinking with, with the wrong thoughts, if you know what I mean. They're still thinking with every purpose, every intent that's not lined up to the word. And so through that year, we're finding that people draw closer to God, get serious, more intimate with God. And it's that time to say, hey, this is who I am. Amen? First become the type of man or woman that God says makes a good husband or wife. We know that. Make sure to have the permission of your parents. No sneaky, sneaky. Number four, talk to your pastor or the leader, leaders first to see if you're spiritually and emotionally ready. For some of us, you, you guys are we're accountable to you guys. You, we have accountability where we talk, we see how things are going in life, and we just get like a feeling to see where you're at and say, hey, do you know what? You've just been coming along, and I know that you have your eye on the so-and-so, but right now I just I, I feel the best that you put that to the side and build up your relationship first with Jesus Christ. Amen? So talk to your pastor. Five, make a list of things you are looking for in a marriage. Start looking now. Put it down. You won't have nothing to judge but like, I, wanna, I want so-and-such and such in the list. Okay? Go ahead and just put the list down. 
Number seven, understand how to date like a Christian. Pick up the book and you'll find out a little bit more. Proverbs 16.25 says this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. Everybody always has these clever ideas that these brilliant genius light bulb ideas bing and we figure like if we pursue it just because we have it 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 seems like it's good and when you really do it 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 didn't turn out for good there is a way that seems right to a man but in the end it leads to death proverbs 12 28 in the way of righteousness there is life along that path is immortality so this is a brief overview of what we talked about the past couple of weeks so guys i want you to stand on up like we did before, stand on up. Just go ahead and stand up. So stand up. This is just really different. This service is not like your normal service. Okay? Hey, man, he's getting excited. So I want you guys to move on the opposite side. Just sit next to somebody you never sat before. We can get some music. Go ahead and play some music as they do it. Just go ahead and move. Go ahead. Go move. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Just find a seat, find a seat. Three, two, one. All right, take a seat, take a seat, take a seat, take a seat. <laughs> Saw some people just dozing off just a little bit to get you guys excited on your toes. You guys never know what to expect. They might have you go run outside. We're going to run around for a little bit. Right, right. Anyways. Continuing on with crazy love, guys. Are you guys getting the idea of what we're talking about? Love, intimacy. This is what we want to build up in your life. And when we talk about God, you come here to learn. You don't come here to sit back and say, oh, I already know that. No, you come here to learn and to be open to what, what God has to say to the man of God, to the woman of God when they speak. Crazy love. And so let's keep on going. And, and, and for today, we're talking about intimacy. I try to show you through worship. We're going to explain a little bit more. Open up your Bibles if you don't have them. It's okay. But Luke 8, 40 through 7. It's an awesome story. And we're learning about intimacy right now. Luke 8, 40 through 47. And the title of it, usually the Bible has some title before you get into it. Give you an idea of what it's talking about. It says, Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. One, personally, one of my favorite stories. Just one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Because he, here is this, the story, and we'll, we'll get right into it. If you guys are there, just say amen. I'll read it from this screen. It says this, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one can heal her. Pause. Here's his story. This man comes up to him. Okay, Jairus, a synagogue leader. Come to my house, Jesus. My little baby girl is dying. And at that time, Jesus' name, his popularity was growing because Jesus was healing people. Demons were being cast out. It's nothing like the movies you'll see today. Like, what is that one movie? Like, there's a part two to it. Um, yeah, paranormal activity too. No, no, no. I was talking to one of my coworkers, and they were just like, "Oh my gosh, it was scary." And it's like, God, "We're casting out demons at our church. Come over here, really? Like, oh my gosh, like yes, come out here. But how one of you? No, just kidding. Anyways, 
Where was I? 40, 42. Because his daughter only of a girl of 12 was dying. As he was on his way, it says this, watch, the crowds almost crushed him. So the Bible's giving you a picture of what's happening. Jesus is walking. Because you, you hear Jesus doing awesome things, people are bringing the sick to him. People are bringing, like, people who need demons being cast out. They're bringing them to Jesus. And so everybody wants a bit of Jesus. And so people are crushing around him, just like a mosh pit, like crazy. Like, like, oh, my gosh, like, dude, you're on me. But the crowd is moving. That's what it's like. You ever seen something like, that's, that's my, inter- like, if you're in a crowd and you can't move, that's what it looks like. That's my interpretation of it. As, as he was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject for bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. 44. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately, the bleeding stopped. Immediately, this woman, for 12 years of her life, had a problem of the issue of bleeding. She kept on having blood. She kept on bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. And that was a problem. No one can heal her. And a different story says she's been to many physicians. And she's tried different things. Nothing is happening. And she hears about Jesus Christ. And she sees the crowd. And she knows she has this problem. She knows what everybody else is doing. And they have problems too. And it's just like, I need to get to Jesus. She decided in her mind that if I just touch Jesus, that if I just press in, I will be healed. But there were some obstacles along the way. Looking at that crowd, it's nothing like your favorite. I'm talking about Jesus was just having people around and people knew that I just want to get to Jesus. And so right away you see Jesus, and Jesus always traveled with his disciples. So you imagine he would have his 12, the closest to him. Remember we talk about the circles? The people closest to him around him. And then you probably have people who have been following Jesus for some time. And so they're around Jesus because they already got that spot. So they already claim theirs. They get closer to Jesus. They can see the, the disciples and they can see Jesus said if they pop up. And then everybody else after. This lady, subject to bleeding for 12 years, decided, I need to get to Jesus. A lady was wanting something she never had, but she knew that when she got there, Things were happening. She wanted intimacy with God. She wanted intimacy with Jesus. Believe it or not, that's what she wanted. As much as she wanted healing, she just wanted to be close to him. Because she knew when she was by him, everything else would change. And when we come here for worship, do we have that mindset? Just when I get close to God, things are going to change around me. And we have the wrong misconception of prayer and how God works. If you think that prayer is something we just pray automatically like a magic lamp, it happens. It only prays just because you pray or the way you pray. God only listens to the prayers that, that are according to his will. And let me tell you what, people. We pray for healing in this church. Amen. We pray for salvation because that's in his will. And God wants you to have, you know, a, a great life, a, a blessed life. You're blessed by knowing God. And this lady came to the conclusion that, man, if I just get close with God, if I press in just a little bit, I'll be intimate with God. And so let's keep on reading. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. 45, who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. So over here, Jesus is walking this lady is pressing in. She's just like, I'm going. She's pressing in. And there's people probably discouraging her. Like, what are you doing? Like, get out. Like, I need to. And she's pressing in. Determined. 
Are we as determined as this lady when we come to a service that we're going to meet with God? Are we as determined as this woman when we come to a prayer service, when we come to a worship, that I'm going to be as determined to meet with God? I want to get a revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to touch Jesus. Are we laid back? Are we going through the norm of what we always do? 45, who touched me? Immediately, power left Jesus. As that lady touched his cloak, power left, and that lady was healed. Jesus knew that. At that point in time, people were crowded up against Jesus. Like the crowd is moving because people are pushing now. And everybody's touching Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that when they all denied it, Peter said, okay, hold on a second. Jesus, um, there are people crowding and pressing in against you. Um, everybody's touching you. What do you mean? He said, hold on a second. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone from me, gone out from me. 47. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Intimacy with God. I'll tell you what, young people. This is an awesome story, one of my favorite stories, because I realize that things happen when I'm close to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Things happen when I'm close to Jesus Christ. When when, When I spend time in prayer... Some of us don't even pray. I'm, I'm talking. Some of us don't even pray. Here's the thing. reason why we pray and we, we say, God, we want to press in. We want to know you more. Is to get that revelation of Jesus Christ. Because it's fresh in you every day. Because you're going through. There's problems every day. Different things come up like, oh, yesterday was this. Now so-and-so wants to give me grief about this. Now this and this happened. I'll tell you what. Even as a Bible class student, as a, as, a, as a minister, there are problems that you don't even expect. It's just like, God, I did spend time with the Lord, young people. And this a story tells you about a woman who said, I'm just going to press, press in and spend time with Jesus Christ. That should be our heart in this place. But if it's not, let's acknowledge that. If, if it's not, take the blinds off. Let's not be a hypocrite and say, that's my problem right there. It's an issue of the heart. Let's keep on going and have another story. John 20, 24 to 29. And it says this. Jesus appears to Thomas. I like this story. Now read up. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So right before this, if you understand, Jesus came back and appeared to his disciples. He said, look, I'm alive. And he showed him his hands, the nail-pierced hands and his feet. And he came back. But Thomas, one of the disciples, was not there. And this is where the story picks up. It says, now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. Pause. Some of us, we can get so proud, we can get just this... I'm, 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 if God loves me so much, he has to show me. He has to come down and prove it to me. He has to say it. God has been saying it throughout the whole entire Bible. Read the word. Read the word. For God so loved the world. But let's keep on going. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. It says this, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Oh, doubting Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop 
doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have, been, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. People, we can learn from these stories when the Bible tells us about intimacy with God. And this necessarily goes along with just someone being intimate, but this is someone who had a trouble of believing, of believing God. And I've been there. I'll be the first one to raise my hand. There have been times when I doubted the call of God. There have been times when I doubted, am I at where I'm supposed to be? Or should I be doing something else? And this usually comes at a time when, when I don't feel right, when, when things don't go my way. And all along I'm thinking that, man, God wants to bless me. God wants to do this. And I'm looking at everything in life and things are not adding up. And it's just saying, I stopped believing for a little bit. I, I don't buy into it just so easily. And we put ourselves at a place where we're not seeing eye to eye with God. And so many times, so many times things will happen. People will disappoint you. And somehow God gets blamed. You'll never blame God, but you'll act like it because you won't spend time in your word. You won't spend time in prayer. You won't go to church anymore. You don't get excited when you hear about people getting saved. And that's usually a red flag because when you can't get excited about people getting saved, your heart's not even in it. Your heart's not even in it. So here was a man who, who was doubted, who's seen Jesus Christ do all these different miracles, and he said, I won't believe unless he shows me. At that point in time, he had an issue with the heart. Like there's something, he had an offense towards God. Doesn't it seem like that? He said this, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. If you ever have that attitude, you will never, ever hope to be intimate with God. Ever. Ever. And it's a sad thing because people come into this place day in and day out, coming to church with just, he has to prove something to me first. Prove it to me. You're not going to get it. And here's the thing. When Thomas, when Thomas understood and when Thomas saw it, how everything about that man changed. My Lord and my God. At that point in time, I bet you Thomas was like, I can't believe I even doubted this. And not to keep the, not to sell the story short there, because Thomas was an awesome man. The Bible goes along and records, and, and not the Bible, but there's articles, and you can read up on Thomas and how he gave his life for Jesus Christ. People like to say doubting Thomas. I don't like saying that because this was a man who was sold out for Jesus Christ, who was martyred for Jesus. But being martyred for Jesus, hold on, there were some steps along the way. Int intimacy with God, young people. Get it. Get it. Intimacy, crazy love. These are all the things that should come to your mind. They're the forefront of your mind. How should I get it? I want you guys just to, uh, as, a, as a practice for me, close your eyes right now. Everybody in this place. Close your eyes in this place. And you'll want you to think of three things. There may be more, but just pinpoint them right now. Three things in your life. Areas, maybe sins, maybe fears, whatever it can be that's stopping you from becoming intimate with God. That every time you want to pray, you think about this thing. Or every time you want to get close to God, you think about such and such. Right now, three things. You can open up your eyes. We're going to have a time of prayer in the end. And those very same th three things you thought about, 
come up and get prayer for. As a matter of fact, I'm going to release you in your own time as you learn to become intimate with God. To say, hey, God, deal with me. And this is what it is. Young people, when you come to the Lord, everybody thinks there's a magic formula. How do I do it? I never prayed. Well, have you ever had a conversation before? Anybody ever had a conversation with somebody else other than yourself? Raise your hand. Seems like a silly question, but is this what prayer is? Talking with God? Crazy love? Crazy love. I'm talking about now talking back to God. And let's keep on going just a little bit. We're in closing. The simple truth is this. John 14, 21. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and show myself to them. You want that revelation of Jesus Christ when we have time for prayer? Here it is. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, keeps them, day in, day out, people will come in and they'll get so discouraged because they can't keep the word of God. They think it's really hard. Let me tell you what. I thought that when coming to Christ, it was all about just being good. It's not about that. It's about getting close to God, the intimacy with God. And as you get close to God, he reveals himself to you. And all these rules that you see are impossible become possible because you don't see rules. You see the person behind it. I love God. I don't want to hurt him. He died on the cross because of my sin. I'm not going to do that thing again. Amen. Whoever keeps them. Read the Bible. I I bolded it so you can understand. Keeps it as the one who loves me. Keep his commands. John 15, 10, a little further on in, in the book, it says this. If... See, there's a condition. Everybody say if on the count of three. One, two, three. If if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. If. It's not automatically I'm coming to church, so I love God. If. Everybody stand up with me in closing. If. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. And I don't want to get too lost in some spiritual realms, like being too kooky, all right? How many of you guys, how many of you guys love God in this place? By a show of hands, just raise your hands nice and high. Like, you love God. Seems about everybody in this place, okay? Put your hands down. Okay, you love God. How many of you guys are keeping his commands today? By a show of hands, just raise your hands. It's hard to even put them up. Sometimes if, if we are, we can put them down. And this is it. This is a wake-up call for you guys. You're not trying to impress your friend. Oh, I'm keeping God's commands. For some of us, even raising the, our hands are just like, well, I haven't done it, but I don't want to seem like a hypocrite, so I'm going to raise my hand. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. If. If, young people. If. Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners... Christ died for us. I thought of what better way to close this series out, crazy love, than to talk about the love of God. Romans 5 8 says, But God demonstrates, He shows us His love, His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That means at your lowest point, God loved you. That means that when you were far away from God, God loved you. That means that in, in times where you doubted and you seem like nothing seems right, God loved you. Amen? With eyes closed and heads bowed in this place. I want you guys not to draw close to God. 
draw close to God. We talked about intimacy with the Lord. We talked about if there's things in your life, get rid of it. Start praying right now. You don't have to wait for music. We're going to play some music, but I want to teach you guys some things about worship and praying. That it's, it's facilitated by you guys. It's not nothing we do up here, but you guys are the ones getting closer to God. If we can go ahead and play that song. You can turn off the lights for me, please. Just hear me as I'm going about this right now. I want Cynthia, Adolfo, Danny, and Jasmine, come on up here. Cynthia, Adolfo, Danny, and, and, and Adolfo. Come on, just sing out your own words. Come on up. Hear me out. I was just going to release you guys into prayer, just getting your own things, but I'm just getting this in my heart right now. This is what I want to do. I believe there's people in here that that want that intimacy with God, that need that help. Just like pray for me, just encourage me. This is that word of encouragement. If you want to give your life to Jesus, rededicate and say, hey, I'm doing this all over again because I want to be lost in God's love. We're going to give you that opportunity today. Amen. So with all eyes closed in this place, no one feeling embarrassed, no one feeling, uh, you know, ashamed of, of coming up to the front. Let me tell you what, if you come up to the front, praise God. Praise God. Praise God because something is happening in your heart where you're realizing, I need God more. Or I need help in this thing. Well, you can put the music up just a little bit right now. Right now, if that's you, this is who I'm talking about right here. If you want to come and you want someone to pray for you, to encourage you, to help you out. Say, hey man, I need to love God again. I need to just fall in love with God. I want you to come up right now. Just come up from your seat, wherever you're at, just fine. Come on, all eyes closed in this place, no looking around, no looking around. Come on, no looking around. And for those of you who are in your seats, just start praying right now. Just start praying, just start praying, just start saying, God, fill me up, fill me up. Come on, let's get excited for God in this place. Come on. God, you are worthy. God, you are awesome. Come on, lift up your voice, people. Lift up your voice even when you don't feel like it. Come on, let's press in. Come on, let's press in. Let's draw intimate. Let's be intimate with the Lord. Speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. Hallelujah. Come on, if you still want to receive prayer for this, don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. As a matter of fact, if that's still you, still come up to the front. But right now, I'm going to release everybody else just to get up from your seat. Just don't stay where you're at. Get up and go praise God. Come on. Find a secret place. Start praying. Find somebody to start praying with. Come on. Come on, let's be intimate with the Lord right now. Come on. Come on, he, he wants us to draw in right now. There's so much 
There's so much when we get close to God. Some of you guys are staring at me like if I'm the answer, you guys need to fall to your face. Some of you guys need to get to your knees and pray. Oh, draw deeper. Draw deeper. Come on, just tell him how much you love him. Tell him, tell him right now three things that you're grateful for. Come on, let me help you out. Come on, just start praising him for some of the things he's blessed you with. Come Right now, I release my 201 leaders to find people in this place to start praying with them. Just start praying with them. Just find people to pray with and pray. They fall crazy in love with God. Come on. Just a few more moments with the Lord right now. Come on.
Right now, in closing, I just want everybody where you're at, if you're praying, just want you to stop praying. Just come up and just lock hands. Just go ahead and start locking hands around this church right here. Just locking it up, locking it up. Form the line going this way. Form it around the chairs. Form it around the chairs. Come up, lock hands just quickly and closing in prayer. Closing in prayer. Closing in prayer. Closing, closing, closing. Quickly, quickly, quickly. No, no, don't lock arms. Just hold hold hands. Come on, everybody. Everybody, come come on in. Come on. We're just holding hands. We're ending in prayer. Intimacy with God. Huh. I tell you what, when one person decides in their heart that they want to be intimate with God, and they'll press in, like the Holy Spirit's like on tap with that person. And if you get around that person, this place starts filling up with the Holy Ghost. And some of you guys weren't even weren't even ready for that. But because there were people in here that say, man, I want God. God poured out. Holy Spirit came. And some of you guys didn't even know what to pray. And you just had a, something on your heart that you knew it was different. It wasn't just emotion, but you knew the man had to hear in the word of God. It's just like, man, I know God is involved in this somehow. And God came down. This time of intimacy that you have, you can have all the time. And it's the best part because when I'm alone with God, it's just me and God. I can just be myself and cry out to my dad and just spend time with dad. And say, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to stay. You guys can have that. With every eye closed and head bowed. Father, we thank you for this time of intimacy. God, we thank you that you hear our prayers. God, we thank you that you are faithful to us. And God, that you love us. And Father, let that never become old to us. God, that we will draw in closer. Father, if we haven't been praying, that we will make that time. If we haven't been reading our word, that we will make that time. And spend time with the one and with the person. The only thing that matters, God, you. So I pray your Holy Spirit would follow these children out, Father, that they, you would seek them out, Father, just reminding them, nugging, tugging at their heart, Father God, that they need to spend time with you when they haven't been spending time. I pray for an intimacy to develop in their love for you, God, and I thank you that you're already doing it today. God, I thank you for all the people that came. God, I bless it, Father God. Lord, bless this time of, of breakout, Father God, that we will now get into. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said amen. If you guys can do me a favor, just a really quick favor. Warriors for Christ meet over here. JC soldiers over here. Leaders, if they don't know what it is, help them out. Get them into the group. Warriors for Christ over here. JC soldiers over here. Just going to make some quick announcements of things that are happening in the youth group so you guys get familiar with what's going on. Next week, we are having service. My man Adolfo is giving the word. Give it up for Adolfo. Come on. Adolfo's giving the word. So we will have service, guys. We're just going to let you guys know some things that are happening throughout the week. So go ahead and break it out, break it out, break in, break in, break in.